So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. I am your host, Doc Jake Swore, and today uh, we have somebody who has her hands in so many different uh, avenues, lanes, or aspects of health, wellness, really taking a holistic approach in your healthcare. Really excited to get her on here. Her name is Katie. I'm going to mess it up because already my head is Nassif, but I'm pretty sure it's Nassif. Um, Nassif, I'll let her yeah. correct me. Yeah, is that, is that correct, Katie? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Nassif, yeah. <laughs> Um, but guys, I'm super excited. She's super diverse in her knowledge and her intentions of what she's trying to do in the health and wellness scene, especially here in the Atlanta area. Um, so uh, without further ado, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. What a warm welcome. <laughs> yeah. You know, I try to, I try to give some warm welcomes, kind of, you know, set the stage a little bit. It's a high bar though. You know, you gotta, you gotta live up to the reputation now. I know there are so many excellent people on this podcast. It's hard to, yeah. it's hard to, to show up and compete, but oh thank gosh. you. I appreciate that intro. <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to be just fine. Uh, all right. So, um, Kate, kind of explain like, so I've been, you know, I know you from stat wellness and then obviously love over at the training collective and just being able to keep up with what you do from afar, but, uh, for our audience kind of explain like who you are, kind of like how you got into this journey with uh, health and wellness and kind of like where your passion is at, what you're trying to do. Yeah, what a good question. Um, I have been, I've dabbled in fitness for the majority of my life. It used to be a very selfish passion project where I was like, I'm never going to train anybody. I love doing this for myself. And the more involved I got with different fitness communities, in particular, starting in the yoga space, I realized how passionate I am about sharing what I have and what I know and how much information there is. Mm -hmm. So I started off, um, I'll back up a little bit. I moved to Atlanta in 2018 and I immediately signed up for teacher training at Highland Yoga because I thought, how am I going to make friends as an adult? How am I going to find people uh, to hang out with? So I signed up for teacher training and that kind of got me into the Atlanta fitness space, um, yeah. which we can, we can talk about yoga and fitness and what that means, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that was my, my introduction. And then I, learned that I love teaching, that that program taught me so much about the voice that I have and the knowledge that I have. And so when the pandemic hit, I decided to go through a personal training certification and formalize my excitement about uh, movement and bodies. And as of January of this year, I quit my corporate job, which I had been chugging through for a while and mm. have gone full time into personal training, group fitness, yoga instruction, the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, man, that's a, all right. So what did you do from a corporate setting? I was a digital project manager at AT&T. So yeah, I was working. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Very much about the organization. Yeah. I was just going to say like your, your systems are super dialed in, you know, like uh, uh, you can, you can tell very quickly that like uh, you go through your website and you know, and I, and I mean this in the most, in the most uh, kind way possible, but like uh, a lot of coaches, physical therapists, trainers out there, like when they're trying to develop their own personal brand, like there's just nothing from a website perspective. It's just messy. Right. Or it's just like, here's my online brochure, right? It's like, uh, it's not really, doesn't really help anybody kind of like figure out what they need from you. And you're, and you obviously have your systems like very dialed in. So that makes a ton of sense that, uh, you were a project manager with AT&T. What, what a big jump. What was, uh, yeah. what was kind of the reason for wanting to make that jump? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, living a corporate life pays the bills, but I, I started doing, um, I was teaching a lot at Highland Yoga. I was started teaching at Stat Wellness. And then I started opening myself up to taking on one-on-one clients. And I realized how many more lives I could, I could impact for the, in a positive way as a person in the health and wellness space and how, how much talent I had for it. Um, yeah. and because I'm excited about it. So it makes other people excited about it. And I just saw where my life was headed in that direction. And I got, you know, that beautiful gut feeling and I just knew it was the right path and I'm blessed and and grateful to have the support of my family to be able to help me make that transition because there's always that, like the the fear of the unknown, right. Um, Especially going into such a physical space during a time in our world where we weren't allowed to be close. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I made the jump. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's interesting. I do think like uh, I've been having this conversation a lot with uh, I, I kind of uh, am in a similar boat with you where it's like, look, you you can do like, um, you know, physical therapy or rehab or whatever, like um, virtually there's ways to do that. Um, but man, there's just, you, you miss out on like that personal connection. Right. So like uh, when you're with somebody or with a group of people, like there is an energy about being um, in front of people. Right. And uh, I think you're so right, man. Like you, you can clearly tell that you've got a passion for what you're trying to do. Uh, you can hear it in your voice and passion is contagious. So um, let's, let's talk a little bit more about what makes you so, or what you're so passionate about. What, what do you do? So you do, so are you still a yoga instructor? Um, yeah. What do you do from a per, do you, do you only train out of stat wellness and or training collective? Um, what are some of the programs that you have to offer? Yeah. Uh, so yes, I do teach at Highland Yoga and I lead the teacher training there as well. As of this year, I started taking a more upfront role there, uh, which is really, really cool. And when it comes to the personal training and group fitness, I do group fitness at, at stat. And then the personal training that I do is all within my own Katie Nassif movement brand business. Um, and that's where. I train, this is where it gets confusing. I train out of training collective, but I'm still Katie Nassif brand. Um, yeah. Well, I like that they do so, that. It, it's like, it's like a weird yeah. trainers, right? Yeah. It's really cool. It's such a genius concept. Um, I really, I could not speak more highly of it. And it's lovely. It's just so nice to have that space because for a while I was doing the like drive here, drive there, have people come into my house, have to vacuum every day. Cause my dogs are around, you know, yep. just the whole thing. Yep. Um, And I found that the more people I work with and the more bodies I get to see, I am starting to find where I get the most excited and have the most success with my clients, right? Because Mm -hmm. to me, success hinges on where is the most value add. And if my clients aren't getting what they need, then then I'm not successful. And to me, that means like 
I am not. And I just, I was telling someone this early today. I am not your weight loss coach. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to promote weight. Like that's not my ethos. That's not what I talk about. I'm your strength coach. I am your, all right, you've went through rehab and now you're ready to start living your life again, coach. Right. Um, that's physical rehab, yeah. not other kinds of rehab to be sure. clear. I mean, I guess <laughs> I that can happen too, I guess, you know, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. Um, so I, I get a lot of joy of, out of working with people who want to feel really good to live their lives, right? Like they're, they don't have necessarily aesthetic goals. Those are nice side effects, but it's all about like, okay, you're, you're getting a puppy. That puppy is going to turn into an 80 pound dog that you're going to have to then be able to pull or pick up or, you know, take to the vet, whatever. Um, So being able to functionally live your life without having to think about, am I going to throw my back out by trying to do something that I should be able to do otherwise? Mm -hmm. Um, So those are kind of my like, where I find myself getting really excited. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So then, um, I, I mean, there's so many good things that you just said there. I think one of the big things is that, um, you, you kind of take the extrinsic motivators away, right? Like it's the same thing that we do over at athletes potential where, uh, we understand or like, we, we get it. Like somebody's coming in for knee pain. Right. Um, but the real reason why they're there is not because their knee hurts. Um, I mean, like it's because they're, they're not able to do something that they find enjoyment with. And I think that they find enjoyment with helps them in so many other aspects of their life other than, so like a great example would be, uh, you know, someone who comes in with, you know, five years of knee pain, right. When they run, uh, well, I got to figure out like, well, why do you like to run? What do you feel like you can't do? Or what, how do you feel like not running impacts your life? Uh, all these more like intrinsic motivators. So I can get a better idea of like who I'm working with. Right. Uh, it was a, it's a real big mindset shift from, and it's the same in your case. Like it's, it's a big mindset shift from, uh, I have somebody who's trying to lose weight, uh, or I have a weight loss client and to, oh, I have Jenny coming in. Right. Um, or like, it's the same thing with me. Like, oh, I don't have a knee pain patient coming in. I have Michael coming in. Right. Like, uh, it's, it's a totally different mindset shift when you kind of take those away. And, and guess what? Like typically when you start focusing on those, on those deeper reasons for why you want that weight loss or why you want your knee pain to get better, those things typically get better as a side effect, which is awesome. Right. Yes, for sure. And the, like, yeah, the excitement over, I had a client, this was a little while ago, but he was like, yeah, I, I got firewood delivered and they just dumped it in my driveway and I had to move it. And it, I realized how strong I was in that moment because, and I had never even thought about it before. And I'm like, yeah. And it's so funny because I feel like so much of it too is like people tend to not notice or think about the need for strength or optimal movement until it's too late. Mm -hmm. So it's the like, how do I get other people excited enough to think about, like, it's not sexy to be like, you should strength train and do all this so that you don't fall down and break a hip when you're 60. Right. Like that's not <laughs> super fun to talk about, right. but that's like, but right. I think that's important stuff. Totally. Yes. Yeah, and you know, like, uh, and, and just to elaborate on how important it is like, um, man, I, I might butcher the stat, but like, uh, I remember in, when I was going through PT school and they were talking about one of the leading, um, like one of the leading deaths in the elderly is, um, hospitalization from either like a fractured hip or pneumonia. Um, and it's because they go in, like they're, they're immobile now, like you're already 80, you know, or like whatever, right. Like your capacity is already at a lower point and then you're bedridden for X amount of weeks. And then you're supposed to be able to walk out of there. And then all these secondary issues kind of come in. Uh, but you're right. Like that's not what people want to talk about. Right. Especially like trying to tell that to a 30 year old, right. Or like a, or a 20 year old or a 40 year old, like that's just not the conversations that are wanting to be had, but uh, there's ways that you that uh, you can kind of 
bridge that gap with what their current goals are and knowing what you want to do as a professional. That's right. I think that so much of our jobs is like Jedi mind trickery to, <laughs> yeah. to like sugarcoat the basic work that needs to be done, like the foundation, and then allow the space for the creativity, the creativity and the excitement. Yeah. So like I love flexibility in a program, for example, because I get to act like, yeah, okay, yes, we do, you know, the mobility work, we do the basic strength training work. And then I get to ask questions like, okay, what do you want to do for fun for these last like five or 10 minutes? Like what, yeah. what's your energy level? Like, how can we make this work for you so that you want to keep coming back? And then that totally. suddenly it's almost gamified. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. And then a uh, nice, nice use of gamification, by the way, I'm pretty sure that's a corporate term, right? <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just circle back on this, take it offline. You know, I got yeah, them all. <laughs> yeah. How can we gamify the sales process? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh man, that's awesome. But no, I, it's, it's totally accurate though. Cause like, if you can't create a, and it's the same thing with me in the rehab space. Like if I can't create a rehab program that fits the life of, of the person that's coming into the door, it doesn't matter how great the program is, right? Like, and it's the same thing with you. Uh, like it doesn't matter how awesome your 12, or like, you know, your, your personal training session is your 12 week program is or whatever. Um, if it doesn't fit into their life, uh, or help them reach their goals. Like it's just not going to be of value. So um, what, what I really kind of want to talk about on that, I think you have a really good solution to that problem of how people can fit fitness kind of, and wellness and like a more holistic approach to their goals um, with this program called Beyond. Uh, what is that exactly? Because um, I'm going through it. It looks like it's a 12 week program. You got you got different touch points throughout the week, whether it's personal or in a group setting. Um, and it's really kind of cool sounding like you, you kind of like let people take their um, health and wellness into their own hands by helping them learn how to create their own programming. That's right. So it started with this idea of too many women I know are scared of the gym or are intimidated by the gym yeah. or just walk in and they get on the treadmill because they don't even know what to do with the rest of it. So I decided I wanted to create a space where I could educate people, specifically busy women who just like don't have the time or mental capacity to figure yeah. it out. And they also don't necessarily want to commit to a coach for eons or even for six months. Right. So it's the woman or the person who wants to have the tools in their toolbox to make fitness and health, not just movement. And I'll get to that, but fitness and health fit their life through the many seasons of life. Um, because that means like you go on vacation, you come up with a cold, your family has something going on, right? Like there's not always time to do a, a full, like six days a week program. But what I do, I offer the tools of like, okay, here are, here, we start at the beginning. Here are your basic movement patterns. Here's how you can scale up. Here's how you can scale down. Here's how you know when you're ready to increase the intensity. Here are some times and examples of when and how to pull back. And then we take it up from that to like the, those basics to like, okay, so if you have goals like stability or muscular endurance or hypertrophy, like what do those mean? And when would you apply them? And how would you apply it? Yeah. And then by the end of the 12 weeks, everyone gets to create their own program and practice it with feedback for the last two weeks. So you go from what is a gym to I own this shit. This is great. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So that's the movement piece. And then interspersed with that, we talk about things like what's a portion size? Yeah. What feels good in my body? Uh, what is my, what is my barrier to entry? Why do I keep telling myself that I don't have capacity to do these things that yeah. I know are good for me? Um, yeah. So we start to knock down those mindset pieces too. 
Yeah, man, I think like, uh, and, it's, and it's wild too, because the things that we take for granted from a health and wellness capacity standpoint, like just understanding what a portion size is, like we know what that is, but a lot of people don't, right? Like, um, and that's, it's not a bad thing. It's just not their world, right? Um, and that's, and that's okay. Or like, you know, what, uh, what is the difference between like, or what's the health benefits of being on two legs or one leg when you train or like, uh, how do you regress or progress or like, wh- what does it mean to train for like hypertrophy versus weight loss or whatever the case may be, right? Like uh, there's so many different aspects of training that um, if you could take that information and kind of like put into a nice digestible course, that's awesome. I think it's like, uh, you know, it's like, in today's age, all the information is out there for people, right? Like uh, you can yeah. Google anything you want, or you can, you know, look up anything you want. Um, so it's really our role now as uh, healthcare professionals as uh, to be like information clarifiers for people, right? And as it really seems like this is what this program kind of helps you with is help clarifying that information, really kind of figure out like what you really want out of it. That's exactly it. Yeah, I think there's... It's- you hit the nail on the head. Like all this information exists. I'm not making anything new, but Mm -hmm. I'm distilling it and delivering it in a digestible way. That's not intimidating. And in a group setting, which I think is really important too, because a lot of the people that I work with are seeking like-minded people who care about their health or who are going through the same challenges and aren't really sure how to navigate it. And I think that when you have that support system, it helps with the accountability. I'm sure you experience this too in, in yeah. physical therapy. Like there's a reason people come to you because mm-hmm. they need, sometimes I'm sure at a certain point, they're probably, they could do it on their own, but they won't like, unless they arrive with yeah. and have that direction. Yeah. Um, so having that community is really a big important part to me uh, uh, in terms of that process. Totally. I mean, I think like uh, for a lot of reasons, right? Like it's easy... I think in a lot of ways, it's easier to show up for other people than it is for yourself, right? Um, yeah. Which is, which is a weird thing, but it's true. It is what it is. And then, um, so there's that. And then like, you know, um, suffering love enjoys company, right? Like we, we kind of tend to push ourselves a little bit better or a little bit harder when we're in a group setting. Um, and, and it is just a little bit easier, like to be able to bounce ideas off of each other or struggles or like, oh man, this sucked. Did it suck for you? Like, oh yeah. Okay, cool. It's not just a me thing, right? Um so I do like that aspect of it is a virtual program ish, but like you get this group type setting. That's a, so you still have that support system with you and everything. Yeah. And there's so many things that like, I can, I can provide so much information, but I don't know everything. And my brain doesn't compute the same way other people's brains work. So sometimes when people are working out at home and they don't have access to X, Y, Z equipment, they get really creative solutions and they can share that with the group. And that kind of sharing and learning, I think is just so valuable when it comes to, it, again, breaking down the barriers to entry and making things approachable and making it feel like, yes, I can do this. Totally. And then it's like, you know, that, that confidence is, is what's, is so such an important piece to it. Right. Like, um, it, cause if you're constantly kind of getting, and, and it's a fine line to walk, right. You can't always be pumping people up all the time. Otherwise your words are meaningless. Right. Um, but you also can't constantly be beating people down. So I think you're seeing this a lot. You're seeing this huge change in the um health and wellness space of like um oh like i don't know this very like archaic kind of like um i don't know i don't want to say like hyper masculinized because that's not a word or that's not what i'm trying to say but like this like intimidating space um and like kind of like getting made fun of for like not doing not doing an exercise correctly or whatever to um actually being able to like be inclusive and be like oh well this is how you do this movement or 
um, oh no, this, this workout sucks so bad because like, uh, it sucks for me too. Right. Like it's just, a, it's just a sucky workout. Like it is what it is. So I do really like that. Uh, if, if somebody wanted to get like more one-on-one attention with you, uh, versus like a group setting, you do offer that too, correct or no? Yes. Yes, yes, I do. Um, yeah. so I also in person, both in person and virtual. So I do custom virtual programming and coaching and that is online obviously and then i also do in-person one-on-one sessions nice so i am as i'm trying to make myself as accessible as i can yeah. because i know that everyone has different limitations around schedule and you know budget and all of that good stuff totally i love that i love how you're trying to approach people like truly like not just with your programming like uh but accessibility in terms of like trying to fit like what makes the most sense for this person that i'm trying to work with right um very cool. And then you also do, so what's the difference, I guess, between like uh, being a personal trainer? So like this is this is something that I was looking through your website and, I was, and I'm curious to, to see if you've had any like questions about this or um, if you had to clarify this, but like what's the difference between a personal trainer and a health coach? A personal trainer, the way that I approach, let me say this, this is, this is yeah. Katie's lens. <laughs> so yeah, the way yeah, that yeah. I Perfect. approach it yeah. is personal training is generally movement oriented. It is primarily around movement. We'll talk a little bit about nutrition. I don't personally dive deep into nutrition. It's not my, it's not my lane. I'm not really qualified to talk to like deliver meal plans. So, um, everything that I offer is more intuitive versus like, these are your macros and these are the nutrition supplements you need and all of that. That's not, that's not my space. Um, so I invite, I refer out for that. Personal training is primarily movement oriented. Yeah. Health coaching, we can talk about physical activity, but I'm not providing you with a program. I'm right. providing you with support for the entire scope of your existence. I got <laughs> um, you. <laughs> so it's like, okay, we'll talk about what phys- what physical activity like looks like and feels like for you, but we'll also talk about, you know, how where are you out of balance in your life where you feel like you could bring in more balance? Yeah. Why is that the case? How can we kind of tip the scales back towards, and there's no such thing as balance in life. And I understand that I teach that like there are seasons, yep. but having the tools to kind of up and down regulate parts of your life to, so yeah. that you consistently feel a little more even keel. Yeah. I love that. Let's, let's, uh, so you're spot on. I think this whole idea of like a uh, perfect work-life balance or like, it, it just doesn't exist. Right. And I think it's this fallacy that people are trying to like like go and search for you or fall for, you know, like it just doesn't exist. And, and that's okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love my wife. Right. But if I had to be around her 24 seven, I'm sure we would annoy each other at some point. Right. Like, uh, and I love what I do, but if I had to do that 24 seven, I would burn out pretty fast. Right. Like, um, so there's, there's always a balance and, and, but it's not like a perfect, like 50, 50, even keel split where you're like, Oh, it's going to come in season. So how do you kind of coach that with people or, or like, what are some of the, like, do you have any like quick tricks or like, uh, tips that you give people for how to like balance that out a little bit better? Um, I think a big one is reteaching the concept of priority and Mm. what is priority right now and reteaching the concept of permanence and impermanence. Right. So what is priority now doesn't have to be priority forever. I think that a lot of people have this idea where they're like, I need to do the work. I need to do my job. I need to parent, I need to work out, I need to cook food, but you might not have the ability to do all those things at the same time. So where could you potentially outsource? Um, Where are you taking Mm -hmm. time for yourself to rest? 
Yeah. When's the last time you did something creative, right? And like starting to just ask the questions of where do you feel like there are gaps? And is that a gap that you're willing to kind of eat for now? And that's okay. Or is that something that's impacting your quality of life or how you're interacting with your environment and your people every day? Because then yeah. that could be something where like, okay, if you're not getting quality, an example could be, if you're not getting quality sleep, Mm-hmm. That's impacting all of the rest of the things that you are prioritizing mm-hmm. or that one thing that you're prioritizing yeah. in theory, right? So like, let's focus on that versus, okay, so you're not hitting five workouts this week. Is that impacting your one priority, whatever it is? Probably not. You're, if you're getting one or two, that's okay. And we can kind of eat those workouts for now, not worry about them. And then there will be a season, ideally, when once we feel more balanced, we can circle back and reevaluate yeah. So a lot of it is just asking the questions. That's yeah. <laughs> the awesome. tactics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dive in. And like, and what's cool is like there's there's very few people, uh, or very few opportunities, I guess I could say, for somebody to kind of like answer that question with some, answer those questions or just be asked those questions by somebody who like truly cares, right? Versus just like checking a box. Um yeah. which which is it's it's really cool. I think it's it's falling along the lines of like um it's one of the reasons why we don't accept insurance at our practice, for example, is like, uh, we're, we're not here just to check a box to get reimbursed by insurance. We're here because we want you to be better. Right. Like, I think that that's, that's a, it's a very easily distinguished, um, distinguishable trait when you're working with somebody who's actually there for you wants to you wants to see you live your best life or be your best version of yourself, uh, versus oh, I'm just here. So I'd like to check this box or I'm just here so we can, uh, get to training or, um, Oh, you're like, or just being dismissive of people's like thought processes and everything. So, um, I really like that. You know, it's interesting too, is like growing up in the Midwest, um, very like do it yourself type of mentality. Right. And, um, <laughs> my wife, she makes fun of me so much cause I'm pretty sure the best purchase that I've ever made in my life was here recently for my birthday. I started paying like a lawn care service to come out and take care of my lawn. And like twice a week or, you know, uh, twice a month, they come out and they mow my lawn. And it makes me just like the happiest person in the world <laughs> that I don't have to come home, do my and, and take care of my lawn when uh, when like because it's like what you said, like uh, I want to be able to give a lot into uh, work. Right. I want to give a lot into my uh, like my wife. I have, a, I have a child on the way. So like we're busy with that. Like um, and I don't want um, lawn care, something I don't really enjoy all that much anyway, to be like a distraction for me or something that like eats away at like, uh, my valuable time, which is at this point in my life is the most uh, precious thing that I've got. Right. Um, and, and, but like, you know, t- when I first bought my house, I was so, I couldn't, I was, I couldn't be more excited to mow my own lawn, to have a lawn to mow for myself. Right. So it definitely comes in, f- in seasons like that. And I'm sure like when our kid gets older and like, I'll probably get back to mowing the lawn and teaching him how to mow the lawn or whatever. Right. Uh, but like, that's a very like silly, easy, like non-threatening example of like how there's always like seasons to priorities and what you kind of want to do. So that's where my head went at, went at when you were kind of talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I had a client a little while ago who I don't think she had ever been asked the question, like the questions, what do you do for rest? And what do you do to be creative? Because yeah. as adults, we don't make time for those things. As adults, right. I think it's so easy to get bogged down in the hustle and I mean, we don't, we don't live in a world where one of the humans in the household stays home and like cares for the house. Yep. And at least for the, I think probably the majority of households. Right. Sure. And then one goes off to work from nine to five. We yep. just, that's not our existence anymore. So yeah. having the space to, to 
at first ask the question and then start to cultivate, okay, what time am I setting aside for rest? And not like watching TV. I mean, rest, rest, like what is filling up my cup? Um, and where can you outsource? Where can you, you know, hire someone uh, to do your lawn or clean your house or meal prep service or HelloFresh or whatever, right? Like what small changes can you make in your life to give yourself that room? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, for sure. And, And typically like, um, you know, some of the symbols like mowing the lawn, like, you know, we, we live in the city of Atlanta, our lines aren't that big. Like it's not gonna be that, it's not gonna be that, that expensive for you to get your lawn mode. Um, but then let me ask you this, what do you do uh, for your rest? Like, I know like it's, it's easy to pour into other people so much that you don't have a lot of people pouring into you. So what, what do you do for your rest? Oh goodness. Um, I was hoping this wouldn't be the question. <laughs> Guilty. No, well, I, I do my best to take one day to completely log off. I take typically I take Fridays where I don't take any meetings or appointments and I might do like an hour or two of admin work, but I don't pressure myself to, you know, post on social media or Mm -hmm. check the boxes that I have every other day for myself. Um, And that I have found like taking that step back from, from giving is, is very restful. I usually go for a long walk or hang out with my dogs. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, um, you also just got back from a pretty cool trip. It looked like too, right? Yes. We went to Paris, uh, which was the first time I traveled internationally. And I'm sure this is, uh, this story is all this time now, but first time I traveled internationally, um, in several years. So it was really delightful and no, didn't know anyone there, obviously. So no one asked me about work, which was really nice. Yep. And I got to think in a different language, which challenged my brain. So it was really cool. There you go. A little relaxation, a little creativity there for you. I love it. Exactly. Well, Katie, if somebody wanted to uh, like reach out to you or they wanted to learn more about your Beyond program, which you're opening up here soon, right? I think I saw in like July. It yes. Up. Okay. Yes. If they wanted to learn more about you or this program or your other services that you offer, what's a good way for them to get in touch with you? The two best ways are Instagram at Katie Nassif. And if you're not an Instagram person, big respects. You can go to www.katiemassif.com and the information is on my website. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time. You're you've got your, we didn't even get to talk about all you do with like yoga and everything (laughs) else, but maybe next time. So thank you so much for your time. You're uh, a wealth of knowledge and I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.